Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. It was really hard to figure out where to start. So I figured the best place to start is to start with with us and how this came about. So uh, I go by Chaos. I do a podcast, uh, Chaotic Commentary. And... uh, it just kind of happened uh, behind the scenes. The one who is actually making all the magic happen. And I don't know that uh, he'll pop on. Maybe, uh, maybe at the end uh, you'll get to hear from him, but he is the wizard of all of this. Uh, the probably the smartest person I know when it comes to editing and production and just life, maybe uh, he, uh, he's the uh, host of Pelham place. Uh, so he, uh, Jay Pelham, he, he does an amazing job. So I'd say years ago, quite a few years ago, a friend and I were talking and she was telling me all about her dating experiences and how they were just train wrecks. I mean, it was train wreck after train wreck. And this was organically, this was like meeting people through friends. This is meeting people just out and about, uh, maybe even meeting colleagues at work and, you know, going out on dates. Many people meet that way. And it wasn't always the first date or the second date or the third date. A lot of times it was, but uh, somewhere along the lines, there would just be like some sort of just train wreck that would happen. And she's amazing, beautiful girl, woman, sorry, uh, and best personality and just just phenomenal. So it would always just blow me away that this stuff was happening. I'm like, gosh, she's like, I need to put a podcast together or something. And we talked about it a lot and uh it just never, never came to fruition. Well, boom, here comes Bumble. Here comes Tinder. Here comes Match. Here comes Hinge. Here comes Christian's Mingle. Here comes Farmers Only. I mean, this was all, some of these were, were in early stages, I guess. Plenty of Fish, I think, was out there. Uh, and then the stories just kept coming and coming. Like you just kept hearing about some of this nightmare stuff that was going on. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't really a big Jerry Springer fan, but the thing that I did get out of Springer is everybody got so captivated in celebrity gossip everybody just wanted like they wanted to know what was going on with brangelina they wanted to go what was going on with benifer they just wanted to know who got arrested who was in and out of some sort of drug rehab but what springer did which was great is they just took everyday stories everyday people and brought their stories to the forefront 
dramatized, a little different, you know, made sure that there was some sort of fighting and there was a sexual, you know, component to it as well, it seemed like. But everybody just fell in love with that aspect. Well, these are everyday people. This is you. This is me. This is everybody who is just out there on the app. Somebody just, some just looking for love. Some just looking for lust, going about it in their own way. But just the way that it goes about is entirely, entirely unique. Uh, Some of the stories that you'll find are just going to be like, wow. Some are comical. Some are a little bit jaw-dropping. Some are just enough to make you go, dang, I should have stayed single. And in my talking with all these people, uh, your like my thought was, geez, how, how are so many women still straight? I don't understand that. That, that one's like, wow, with guys being the way they are, uh, holy cow. That, that drove me a little crazy. So I reached out to as many people as I could try to get some stories and there's quite a few on here. There's going to be a lot of material left out that we might bring up later. Uh, And some people just wanted to write their stories to me. And and that's one that I'm going to go through with you right now. I'm going to paraphrase this as as much as possible. Uh, This is a friend of mine who I've known for, I guess, 30 some odd years. And, uh, you know, it's one that, you know, and you could see and just pick up from, you know, in old times, right? Right pretty much where you left off. And uh, you see these things and you're like, damn. And her attitude is the best. It's the best on the planet. It is, yeah, this happened to me, but if I this didn't happen to me, I wouldn't have such a great life that I have now. So here's probably where it starts. So she went through a divorce and dating in your 40s is so much different. Like in your 40s, this is what she's saying, but I agree. In your 40s, it's way different than, you know, in your 20s. 20s is made of rubber. You know, you're just trying to find, you know, anybody who you are sexually compatible with and then you'll figure out the, the emotionally compatible with at, at a later day. But she has three kids. Uh, works full time. So, you know, what else was she going to do? How else was she going to meet people? So she signed up for a few sites. Easy for me to say. Uh, It was fun and exciting. She says, fast forward to one meet and greet, as she liked to call the first date. He was tall and very handsome. Uh, We met for a drink on a rooftop bar. Uh, We clicked and he at the time uh, lived in Arizona and she lived in California and he traveled for work and his story, uh, his story goes, he was moving to California within the next few months and uh, they met in October. He was planning to be living out in California by January. Uh, He told her that he had been divorced for three years and had just put himself back in the dating pool. They continued to talk on the phone and text until the next visit, which was in November. Uh, When he came out, then he wanted to to be exclusive and get her off the apps, which she was extremely excited about. That's always the goal, right? This is the big thing. You get on the apps in hopes to shut down the apps because you find hopefully that's someone that you'll be compatible with. Um, and, uh, December when he came out, uh, there was more wonderful times together. He came out again in January and they started, uh, shopping for apartments and around February he ended up losing his job. So now he wasn't moving back out or wasn't moving out to California. However, according to him, it wasn't going to change things for them. He continued to come visit often. He never went, uh, 
Oh, he never had her go there. She never went to Arizona. It was always some excuse of the kids finding out. And of course it was a red flag, but she ignored it. She was already emotionally invested. So she was just happy to get the time together. Uh, April, he came out for a week. And during that week trip, his mom had a heart attack. And so he flew back to Arizona and then he returned to California a few days later. Uh, this made her think for sure he was single. I mean, how could that happen? How could he go back, come back so quick? Didn't make any sense you know, that he'd be in a re relationship. And then April and May were kind of tough. He didn't come out uh, and they didn't see much of each other. So it was all over the phone. Uh, he became very distant, uh, blamed not being able to find a job and a bunch of other things and uh, went on the victim statement. So her instincts started kick in. Uh, she started uh, doing some investigating. Uh, and just a tidbit, which is important. He would not allow them to be friends on social. Um, they couldn't follow each other. They couldn't do anything like that. Uh, it was a big fight between them, but he said he never used it. And, uh, that was why, well, if she found his neighbor's Instagram and it was public and she scrolled through tons of the pics, uh, of him and his quote unquote ex-wife together all during the timeline of the, the time that they were in the relationship. And she confronted him about it. Uh, he didn't deny it, but he said that the only thing that he lied about was the divorce. They were separated, and when he lost his job, they had to stop the divorce. And, of course, she you know, was on board. She, she believed that story because she wanted to believe that story. She liked him. I mean, that's how it goes. You get emotionally invested, and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll just it, hope. Hope can be a dangerous thing. It can be an awesome thing. I mean, it depends. Ted Lasso. Or uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's it's one of the two, um, but uh, uh, she believed the story, and they became friends on social after he erased twelve pics off his Insta. And yes, she paid attention. She saw the Insta before. She saw the Insta after. She was paying much more attention. Then she saw a picture of him and his ex at Father's uh, Father's Day staycation at a hotel pool. Pool. <laughs> Again, I can't talk. Great for a podcast. Uh, she was draped all over the back of his chair, and they were both smiling. She sent him a text saying, you're a fucking liar. Leave me the fuck alone. He continued to lie, and she said that he came to drop off his daughter, and that's why they were together, and they just had, you know, just a fun interaction. But that's it. That's all it was. Well, a few days later, he called to tell her that uh, him and his uh, ex, quote-unquote ex-wife, decided to work on their relationship, and they were going to give the marriage another try while crying to her on the phone and telling her how much she loved him or how much he loved her i should say what started to blow me away is this was not unusual this was something that was reoccurring especially from a man to a woman how often a guy would hide that he is married or in a relationship which all right shame on me i shouldn't be surprised on that that's that's you know doesn't seem like it'd be that uncommon. Happens the other way too, you know, women to men. Seems a little bit different though. I feel like I've ran into this situation myself a couple of times where I am talking to a woman and she is uh, in a relationship. She won't come out and say it, but it's almost like it feels that way. It feels like she's lacking something in her relationship and she's looking for some type of emotional connection or mental connection, however you want to put it with somebody on one of these sites. And when it comes to anything physical, sometimes they'll stop and sometimes they won't. Uh, sometimes they'll, they'll ghost you and like, all right, I, I got this. Is, this is gone as far as it can go. 
and sometimes they'll keep going to the next step and that's not uncommon the things that i've ran into personally like my my stories they really pale in comparison to some of the things that i heard but I can say there there have been a couple of them. There's been, I see, I matched up with, with one girl quite a while ago, and I think last year sometime, and we were going back and forth, maybe seven messages, so talking maybe for 20 minutes or so, and she's like, uh, you want to come over and have some fun? Who doesn't want to have fun? I mean, we're all about, hey, let's go have some fun. Sure, fun is fun. Everybody's looking for a little bit of fun. And so I was like, yeah, sure. You know, why not? And uh, I'm like, where are you at? And she didn't live too far away. And I was out running around. And she's like, why don't you just, can you bring over a Steam gift card when you come over? I was like, a Steam gift card. And if you're not familiar with Steam, what Steam is, it's a platform where you can buy or rent uh, video games from. So, you know, it's kind of like just blockbuster virtual GameStop virtual you know where you don't have to leave the house which who wants to leave the house anymore and I'm like well that seems kind of weird but I can do that what's going on well I'm watching my niece and my nephew and uh if you bring the gift card that will give them something to do while we go in the other room and have fun I was like well I think not I'm gonna go that's a hard pass and I'm sure all she had to do was go to the next person on our roster and say the same thing and they would be happy to, but kids in the other room, somebody you haven't met and just going to go hook up. That's just like, no, the kids don't deserve that. That wasn't cool for me. And I was like, no, no, thanks. Thanks. But no, thanks. And uh, one of the other ones that stick out to me, I mean, there's, there's definitely a couple, a couple other ones. There's a, a girl and I, you know, we did end up having fun one night and I woke up in the middle of the night and she was going through my drawers. I always thought that was a little bit, a little bit interesting. Then there's always the ones who you just don't really mesh with. Like you can be sitting across the table from and you can sit there and think you're having a good time or whatever. And then stuff just goes sideways. It was in COVID times uh, when I met a girl and we decided to go just walking down this this big, long path, I guess, where plenty of people jog, plenty of people walk, plenty of people cruise on. And we were walking down it. And I have a really, really, really big, huge, giant personality. And uh, I talked to everybody. I just, there's no such thing as a stranger. And uh, she was talking and we were, I was listening. And, and as people would walk by, I'd nod, I'd say hi to them or comment on their dog or their kids or something, you know, never, never to the point to where I was interrupting what she was saying or that I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying or not engaged in the conversation. So I wasn't being rude or anything like that. We get back, we're kind of done with our, our, uh, our walk. And uh, as I'm walking, there's a, um, a mother and her son and she's trying to pay, take a picture of them, you know, just, just a selfie. And I offered to take a picture of them for them. So that way it's a little bit more organic. It looks a little bit better. And, uh, so I take her phone and I'm starting to pull, take a picture and, and walking behind them is somebody else who's in the picture. And I joke around, I say, Hey, you just, you want to jump in with them? And the mom and the kid laugh and, uh, course you know the other person did not and i took the picture and i gave it back and girl freaked out on me she's like how could you say that how could you even invite them into a picture with them that's just so classless and rude i was like oh shit there it is 
took an hour, but there it is. That's the coup de gras right there. That's like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat finishing move. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry you, you kind of feel that way. Uh, that's she's I and, and just you kept talking to so many people while we were walking, and so I just my anxiety spiked up. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know that was causing you an issue with your anxiety. I, I had no idea. I'm sorry about that. I wish you would have said something, and we could have, you know, I could I would have slowed down and stopped. But um, needless to say, there was no second date. Uh, there was no text message afterwards. There was, hey, why don't we just, it doesn't look like we're a good match. My personality and your personality don't quite match up. Uh, you take care of yourself. So my stuff, not even all that crazy. Just like, whoa, that's interesting. Ah, it's a little out of left field and holy cow. But then I'd go out on dates and start talking to women and the stuff that I would hear. First, like, let me put, Rule number one, I think, out there for, for women, and it doesn't even have to be rule number one. I just don't know how else to present it. If you get sent an unsolicited dick pic, I am, as a man, I'm giving you all permission, not that you need it, to go ahead and send that out wherever you want to send that out to. I think you should send it out to all your friends so you all can either have a laugh or judge it or set it up as a Christmas card. It doesn't matter if it's unsolicited. It is your right to do with whatever you want to. I've mentioned this to somebody else or quite a few other people, but uh, one girl said, no, 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 I can't do that. Of course you can. You didn't ask for it. And it was like, it was like sniped your way. It should not have done that. If you asked and you wanted one because you wanted to see what you were getting yourself into, that's a whole different story. But if you didn't ask like so many women and you'll hear this question asked a lot over the interviews, like you hear my voice in all of the interviews and this question comes up uh, more often than I probably should have asked it because it just like it blows me away. So that's that's the the new permission granted whatever you want to do with shoot it out to your friends and you all can either have a good laugh or been like that's the one because i still yet and any as many times i've asked the the question to as many people as i've talked to there still isn't one woman who has said you know i was on the fence of sleeping with this guy and then from out of nowhere, he sent me this dick pic, and I was like, yep, that's the one. I, that's, I gotta have it. Let's go do it. Let's go. Now, and she's like, well, I'm curious. I gotta know what I'm getting into. Whole different story. But that's, that's usually not the case. Usually it is unsolicited, out of nowhere, and it just, like, the rationale of men doing that makes no sense. So, of course... Do with it what you will. You didn't ask for it. It was sent to you. One of the things that discouraged me a little bit that made me kind of drop my head was when talking to people, it really seemed like the great expectation, the great thing to, to happen on, on a date was it just to be normal, like normal. That's the floor, not the ceiling, or that was the ceiling, not the floor. That's what everybody was shooting for. They wanted a normal person with a normal time. They didn't want any of the crazy to go on. And I just was like, damn, that sucks. I mean, if that's where we're at, and that is where we're at, obviously, as you'll find out, that normal gets you love and affection, it seems like. And that's the tie that binds. I was just like, damn, that's a bummer. Cause there's just so much crazy, 
so much of uh, people that just don't entirely match up where on one date somebody was talking about uh, how they didn't go to college and the response from uh, from the, the person she was on the date with was, wow, were your parents disappointed? And I don't know how she didn't just throat punch him at that point. I mean, just just like the audacity of like, who, what arrogance do you have? Jeez. So she held a lot more restraint than, than most, but normal. Yeah. Thank you for being along for the ride on the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.